Welcome into the Bears Coaches Show with Head Coach Matt Nagy, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight here on News Radio 1059 WBBM. Coach Nagy with us until the bottom of the hour, and then we joined by offensive coordinator Bill Lazor. Matt, good evening. Week 10 in the NFL uh, was uh, a high scoring affair, several teams eclipsing the, the 40 plus point mark, including New England, Dallas, Kansas City, and your Bears were hibernating, getting some rest. How did it all go, and how did it go for you? Yeah, thanks, Jeff. You know what? It was um, it was good for <clears throat> for all of us to to, to get away for uh, a couple of days, and now we're back at it. And you know, had a had a good day of uh, of practice with the guys. Get them back into you know because they get away, and it's good to to kind of um, get their get their juices going again, get their bodies going again with practice and their energy, and it, it was good. So. Uh, now they'll have off tomorrow, get back out and start a normal week on Wednesday. So the, the time spent, obviously, is good for guys to get uh, their R&R, but also to heal up a little bit. So what's the latest? I know you touched on it this morning with the media, but uh, on guys that missed the, the Steelers game, three starters, you know, we forget that, Khalil Mack and Eddie Jackson, Alec Ogletree, how are they? And then uh, we understand Tevin Jenkins and Deion Bush window to possibly return at this 21-day clock gets underway now. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh... – you know, with Khalil and, and Ogletree and, and Eddie Jackson, uh, you know, obviously we would have loved to be able to have them against Pittsburgh and we didn't, but those guys are on their own individually working through their own, their own injuries. And, you know, sometimes it can be frustrating and, and they all are such competitors and want to get back out there and want to be there and fight with their team. And so we'll monitor that all week long. And, and again, Dre's done a great job of our trainer of, of keeping those guys going. And then the good news is, being able to, to start the 21 day practice period with, with Tevin Jenkins and Dion Bush. So we're, we're slowly getting um, those guys back, which is important too, because I, you know, it's a, it's a long year and, and this buy hit at the right time. And, and these guys are trying to get back here for this uh, second part of the season. Yeah. A lot of questions about Jenkins from the media this morning, because he is a, an interesting figure right now, high draft pick and, and not able to see him in pads. Really. You don't really know a lot about him in terms of getting on the field. You know who he is as a guy and you've seen him rehab and get ready and get through that back surgery. But what do you know about Tevin Jenkins right now? We got to be able to see where he's at and how he can play. I mean, he hasn't had pads on in a long time. So that's a part of it, right? Just putting the pads on and then going out there. And then the other part of it too, Jeff, is being able to communicate with those guys when you're out there, whether it's pass protection, uh, whether it's a run block. Um, and then just going through your day-to-day, week-by-week stuff. Now, he's he's been really great in high spirits this whole time. Uh, but that's what we got to see before you even start to say, okay, well, he should be at this spot or that spot. We got to see where he's at individually, and then we can make a decision off of that. It's a sport that can leave you behind in a big hurry because focus is only on the now, and it's on the guys that are ready to go. We all know that watching the game and, and being in this sport for so long. So a young guy like that who has high expectations for himself, the team invested a high draft pick in him, showing respect for what his traits are and his talents. How do you monitor his mindset and where he's at about this and so that he doesn't overdo it to try and get ready or, you know, any any number of things, what he must be thinking about, what his teammates think about him, all that. Is that part of this evaluation? I think that's real. And, and you know, I know when you, when you get – when you're hurting like he was in the preseason and you want to figure out why and you want to be able to play better and you know you're not 100% and now you go and you get fixed and, and you come back, there's always going to be a, a sense of urgency to be able to show and prove to everybody um, why they made the right decision. That's our job as coaches is to make sure that he understands it. We know that. 
but we got to do it the right way. And, and it's going to be a day by day thing for him. Um, and, and then just each day get a little bit better. And then, and you, you look at a guy like Larry Borum, right? You know, he had a couple injuries here or there, but he's back. And, and now he put together two really good games and that that's growth as a rookie. So we, we always often talk about Justin and, and him being as a rookie, but we have some other rookies too. And um, so we'll just continue to monitor, monitor all of that. All right. So self-scouting is a, a term we hear often once the bye week hits, but you know, it's a, it's a day to day. You're always self-scouting, right? Yeah. But the things you did, uh, are you able to reveal some progress and growth that you feel you can really hit the ground running with for the final eight games? <clears throat> Probably the biggest thing, Jeff, with the self-scout for us is more so of specific plays and concepts. And I'm speaking on offense that we are starting to notice and realize that we like, um, you know, Justin's throwing them well, um, Justin's reading them well, uh, whatever that is progression wise, our guys are, are feeling the same way with the identity. And so you, you see that and you understand that there's other parts where you say, okay, listen, we got to get a lot better um, at whether, whether it's, you know, a, a third down and third down and distance or whether it's a red zone down and distance we got to be able to get better in these situations. And if we do that, it might only be sometimes two or three plays that we did not convert that would have taken us from, say, the, the mid-20s in rankings in the NFL to the, the upper you know, or lower teams you know, by just converting one or two more. That's how close it is. So that's the stuff that we know we can get better at. And then obviously the big pictures, we want to be able to score more points. Well, running the football is no, you know what, you can hang your hat on that one. I mean, that has been yeah. something from day one. Uh, how has that come to be? I mean, you're averaging almost 30 carries a game. That's right up there among the league's best. I think it's 266 rushing attempts and 270 pass attempts this season. So I don't know if you envisioned it that to be the case, regardless of record, uh, but what do you think about all that math and about the running game being something you know you can do when you need to do it? Yeah, well... If, you, if we go back and we think about the last couple of years here, and that, that's been something that, you know, we've, we've discussed that, hey, we got to get better in the run game. You know, I think we have this year, and you, you just said it, you mentioned it. And so when, when you hang your hat on that and you run the football and you get better at it, um, you know, like you said, there's some balance there. Past, past game attempts are, are very similar to, to rush game. Well, it's going to take away a little bit of your pass game if you're running the ball more. So what we want to do is is that little bit of pass game that's being taken away, we need to be better with the pass game to make up for it. And now you become a good offense where you're running the ball well, you're throwing the ball well, you're scoring points. Um, for us, bringing in Justin as a rookie and having him start where he did during the beginning of the season and to where he's at right now, it's a focus of ours to continue to feel like we're getting better and better to where now – you're really getting good by the end of the year, which is where you want to get good. You don't want to go the other way. And that's the excitement for us is understanding that, listen, we got a rookie quarterback that's growing every day, every week. And our offense is going to slowly get better and better with an identity, match it up with the defense and special teams. We could get hot at the right time. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. It is brought to you by Whipley, CPAs and consultants, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at whipley.com. Bears head coach Matt Nagy with Bill Lazor to join the program at the bottom of the hour. So when we went to the break, we were just talking about Justin Fields, the passing game, and his growth. I mean, that, that second half in Pittsburgh, I know it's ancient history now, but that, for me, 
as a fan and as a broadcaster and as the play-by-play guy is a platform moment for another piece of the floor and climbing up those steps because of the environment, because of the moment. And frankly, the five yards away from a game-winning field goal on the road and a walk-off win into the bye week, honestly. I mean, that's is that where your excitement maybe begins? For sure. And, uh, you know, two weeks ago against the 49ers, fourth and one, what a huge moment at home to be able to make a play with his legs and, and, and score, score that touchdown. To me, that was a moment too, to everybody at home to see that and feel that. But then in, in a, now in the, like the environment you talked about against the team that hasn't lost in 30 years on Monday night football, when I looked at him and just saw the confidence that he had on the sideline before that drive, I knew we were going to score and, and you don't really know it until you do it, but then he did it. And, and that is a platform moment. That's what we want to grow from. And he wants to grow from, and uh, you know I, that that that's the excitement that we all have right now. So there's some moments now that other other guys are growing with him. So I, I the first guy I think of, well, you you know it's Darnell Mooney for sure, but Cole Komet. So I believe 29 targets over the last five games. He had 13 first downs in those games. Uh, early in the year, he had a three first down game, and then three weeks in a row, no first downs because it wasn't getting the ball much. But you know he was heard to say to Fields, mic'd up after the game. Let's build on this, bro. So let's let's do. We can do this. How significant? Yes, you got the running game, you got leaders, but your tight end, your young tight end with your young quarterback and young backfield. How how significant is that for those two guys to to bond in that sense? It's huge, and you know from meeting me from the first day that that we met, uh, where I stand and what I believe in with tight ends and. You know, for us to be able to get Cole Komet, who's again, we got to remember this. This is a second-year tight end. Uh, I could give plenty of examples of really good tight ends in this league that that you know did not have the numbers or the progression that Cole Komet's having right now, and became really good players early on in their career. And that's where he's at. So when you when you throw a rookie quarterback into the mix as well, and you throw the timing into it, when you see those two start to build that relationship, like he said, let's build on this, bro. Uh, that's what you want. And so you start having more and more connections. A tight end can be a quarterback's best friend uh, for many different reasons. And um, you're starting to see that the targets go up. Uh, you talked about Mooney, you know, you talk about A-Rob, you talk about, you know, Marquise Goodwin had a big catch, our running back room, our other tight ends. I mean, it's, we want to keep growing with all that, but that, that relationship between Cole Komet and, and Justin is only going to get stronger. All right. Let's touch defensively, you know, the, the run game and you made a great point, you know, they, you guys were doing a nice job defending it. The San Francisco game, they, they did some different things on the edges and, and, and got you. Uh, they got you on the big chunks. But are you, are you relatively comfortable with where that's going? Eddie Goldman had himself a good game watching that again on tape. Uh, is that are you, are you okay? Are you still confident in the run defense? I am. I absolutely am. And I think going into this, the defensive line was definitely and is one of our greatest strengths on defense, depth-wise and everything. And Coach Rump does a great job with those guys. Those guys play hard. And and you just mentioned it with Eddie Goldman. Eddie Goldman had the best game of a bear this year. Uh, he, he is getting better. You see it on tape. Uh, we're we're going to need that uh, because teams are going to continue to run the ball. We're getting later and later in the season. And um, weather starts to change and teams know they got to run it. So we know that and we got to stop it. And if you don't stop it, they're going to keep running. 
So um, that's that's an emphasis for us, and I have ultimate belief in our guys. So on our Bears uh, game night live show last night, we had to come up with a, a player of the first half of the season. Uh, Tom went with David Montgomery for reasons other than, yes, he missed some games, but reasons other than just his production is just what he means and his, his fight and his grit. And I could have easily gone with, with Roquan Smith, for example, but I went with Robert Quinn because he's a different player. We, we've seen him burst, have the explosion, make up ground quickly, close the distance, six and a half sacks. He's getting explosive plays in there. Uh, would that be fair as well uh, for Robert Quinn? Absolutely. And, and, you know, you look at guys like Khalil Mack, who unfortunately with the injury hasn't had the production of numbers because of not being out there recently, but he was off to a hot start too. Yep. Uh, you can never go wrong with Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith's playing some of the best football that I've ever seen a middle linebacker play in a long, long time. So that's that's the easy one. But with Robert Quinn and what he does, um, unfortunately, you know, he had to miss one week with the being in the COVID protocol and, and stuff. But he's he practices hard. He plays hard. He's reminded everybody how good of a player he is. Offense has got to know it. Six and a half sacks. So uh, you're, you're absolutely right picking him. Download the Chicago Bears app to play our new predictor game, Risk It, brought to you by Bet Rivers for your chance to win $250 in free bets and a custom Bears jersey. Matt Nagy with us, our final segment with head coach. Uh, we, we're just starting to scratch the surface on Roquan Smith. So I think he's playing faster than he ever has in, in his time here. Uh, he gets it. He, he triggers quickly, and he's a marauder out there. Tell, tell us more about what you see. The one thing... Jeff, that I see starts on Wednesday, goes to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then finishes on Sunday. Every single rep he is in there practicing his tail off. And, you know, I always look out and every time in practice, if there's a 10 play period, he's there for play one through 10 in practice. That's, that's rare. And so sometimes we have to be able to just pull him out and save some of his legs and make sure we're keeping a, an eye on that. But he does not want to come out. He practices how he plays, and and he plays how he practices. Uh, this guy is extremely motivated. He's a football player, high IQ. He's a missile on the field, um, and he's out to show everybody um, why he is the best middle linebacker in the NFL, and we're lucky to have him. So I, you know, I'm looking forward to the rest of this year. Has he always been that way? He has. He has. And, and I think, but what happens is just like Justin as a quarterback, as a rookie, <clears throat> when you start playing more, more and more plays throughout the season, and now here he is in his, in his, uh, you know, his fourth year, um, the game slows down. You have keys, you have tendencies, you know how to study tape. So when you're out there on Sunday, man, you're just flying around, you know, and that's what he's doing right now. And you're starting to see it. And, and now it's, it's only going to get better. That takeaway bucket getting a little lonely, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You're right. And, and, you know, and we, we talk about it. Uh, we bring it up. We talk about it in practice. We practice it. Um, you, you want to be able to, to get to that point in the game where you can get some turnovers. And that is something that usually comes in ebb and flows with, with how that happens. And so um, hopefully we'll start to see that turn. What, what I don't want to get into with that, Jeff, is something where, where you start pressing, right? And you're trying to, you, you can't, it'll, they'll come. They'll come when they come. As long as you talk about it, you teach it, and 
and you, you just take it into the game and they'll, they'll come up and it'll flip the field for the offense and we'll get more, more scores as well. Yeah. Pressing would lead to missed tackles and, uh, you know, yeah. taking some chances you don't want to take. All right. Before we get into the Baltimore Ravens, uh, we, we got to talk about Clyde Emmerich because, uh, Clyde Emmerich will be uh, laid to rest this week. Uh, meant a lot to me. I'll probably get choked up talking about him. Uh, but you know, when you think about it, he, he has had an impact on every coach from George Hallis to you. In the history of the Chicago Bears from 1963 when he was first introduced to him in 1971 when he became the head strength and conditioning coach, the first of its kind in the National Football League. What did you learn from him? Well, you're right. It's, it's a, what a, what a emotional time and just what, what a great man that you saw around the building all the time, always had a smile on his face. Uh, the relationships that he built with, with so many people and the support staff that he used to work with and, and um, I mean, for somebody to be 90 years old like he was and be able to, to be around the building and have so much love for his Chicago Bears is special. And anybody that you talk to, it doesn't matter whether you're in this building or you're outside uh, or you're on the telephone, they all have nothing but positive things to say and how much he impacted them. And obviously to have a nickname, the legend, that's pretty special. So um, we, we all love him to death. We, we prayers, you know, thoughts and prayers with his family and, uh, Boy, it's, 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 it's hard to replace him, for sure. No question about it. All right, John Harbaugh, Baltimore Ravens. First thing you think of, much like the rest of the AFC North, physical toughness, great special teams, run the ball, and then you got, oh, by the way, uh, a very gifted quarterback, I- elite athleticism in Lamar Jackson. What are, we, what are we looking at here on Sunday? Yeah, well, first of all, get ready to play 60 tough minutes. Maybe more, right? They've had some overtime games. Three of um, them. Three of them. Yeah, three exactly. Three of them. So you got to be able to out physical a physical football team. Um, this is probably one that's going to, you know, be something where all week long uh, the emphasis of understanding that not just physically but mentally. Uh, when you have an unbelievable player that touches the football every play, like Lamar Jackson, that can beat you with his legs and his arms. Uh, schematically, they do a great job on offense. Defensively, I have a ton of respect for Wink Martindale. Uh, he throws a lot of different stuff at you. Special teams is Coach Harbaugh's thing. And so there's a reason why they win a lot, and they're consistent doing it. So um, this is this is another one of those fist fights. This is it, and we wouldn't want it any other way. It's going to challenge us, and we just got to continue to play together. Um, Miami did a heck of a thing against Lamar Jackson. I mean, it was a two-level defense. And they loaded up the line and had a little picket fence back there, and they didn't allow many escape routes. So there are things in there that you can use. Well, you know, anytime that you see a team have success, you're always going to see, okay, what's the why? And then you got to see how it fits with who, what your scheme is, you know, and, and uh, defensively and then what, what we want to do. So Sean, I'm sure, will be looking at a lot of different things to be able to slow them down and stop them. And, and then, but our biggest thing is, is, because they're such a good football team is getting back to those three phases. Uh, but in the end, you know, we lost four, four games in a row and it's time that we, that we win against a really good football team. And that that's going to be the ultimate focus. And, and we got to be, we got to be strong across the board. All right, Matt, good luck with your preparation this week. We'll see you soon. All right, Jeff. Thanks, man. That's Bears head coach, Matt Nagy coming up next. Bill Lazor joins the program. The Bears matchup with the Ravens brought to you by Cigna, the official partner of the Bears. Salute to service initiatives. Back on the Bears Coaches Show, now joined by Bears offensive coordinator, Bill Lazor. Bill, thanks for joining us. Uh, did you enjoy your time last week? Yeah, it was uh, the bike usually comes at a good time. So we're uh, regrouped, ready to roll. All right. So as you uh, thought about it, 
as you think about it now, what did you learn about yourself here in the first nine games of the year, especially uh, well, I, as a play caller? Well, I, I think I think we just uh, we just have to keep focused on our number one job is to score enough points to win. You know, and you never know going into the game you have great plans, but you also have a, a big call sheet because games can go in a lot of directions. Um, I think I think as we look at it, you know, we're, we're we feel good about the, some of the run game production that we've had. We also have to have to be real honest, looking in the mirror that that uh, in some of the games the run game production has been good, but it hasn't it hasn't given us enough points to win the games. And really, again, in the end, that's the key. So we just have to keep getting better. We got to keep the, the run game production going. I think it's slowed down a little bit some of the stuff in the last couple games, and, and uh, I think the quarterback run has, has helped add to those add to that number. Uh, so anyway, we just have to keep rolling and, and, you know, we've been talking about just continuing to get that pass game production to rise to, uh, to kind of match what we're doing in the run game. I think that that'll be key for us. But what happened in the second half, particularly uh, that game against Pittsburgh in the moment in the crowd. And I brought this up with Matt earlier in the show, just God, it gives you so much excitement because you know, you're, you're, you're basically five yards away from walking off that field, a winner and Justin Fields led two of the most impressive scoring drives to get there if that would have uh, turned out that way. Yeah, I, I think, again, you you know, the key is winning and we didn't get it done. But if, if, you, if you're real honest and look at some of the things that Justin did and that the pass offense did in the, in the second half, you, you have to feel like we made some progress. And so we've got to, we've had time to look at it. We just have to build on it and, and uh, let's, let's start uh, at the beginning of the game and not have to come back right in the, in the next, the next handful of games. Do you, do you pour over your decisions like I would be in that situation? Cause that's the kind of guy I, or are, are you an easy guy to turn the page as a coach? Well, I think, I think there are, there aren't many games that you can come out of and say, gosh, this, this is the one I didn't like or, or this call. So I think there are always a handful of calls you come out of the game and you just try to learn from them. I think more than anything else, you know, and, and as long as you, as long as you take that mindset, because if, if you let it eat you up, well, you're always going to live that way because it's, you, you can't call the perfect game. So you just, you just learn from learn from what happens and, and move to the next one. Have you ever let it eat you up? And then you learned how not to. I think, I think in, uh, uh, let's see, this was uh, sixth grade. Huh. We were, we had the lead. Okay. And we had the ball backed up inside our own five and uh, it was fourth down. It was a tight game in the fourth quarter. And uh, during the timeout, I went to the sideline and the coaches had called this play where I, I was going to fake into line and I was a quarterback and I was going to keep it like on a, a naked bootleg. And I said, why not take the safety? And they kind of gave me, no, no, just shut up, shut up. This is what we're going to do. And, and so of course I got tackled at like the, the three yard line and uh, then they, they scored a touchdown and beat us. And uh, I just remember afterwards, you know, crying in the shower, just, I should have just taken the safety. I knew better, you know, I knew better. So yeah, it's, it's gotten me sometimes. That, that's that's sixth grade, and it still lingers. I love it. That, that's that's right. a football guy right there. Attending Sunday's game, be sure to stop by the Miller Lite Ultimate Tailgate located at the Field Museum for food, games, music, and more. Free to Bears fans of all ages. The Ultimate Tailgate opens at 10 a.m. through one hour post game. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears Offensive Coordinator Bill Lazor. Justin Fields, you have this elite athlete at quarterback. He's young. He's a first round pick. You're helping mold and develop this guy on the fly. And the responsibility of that, but also 
to the rest of the team is also foremost, but that's the most important most important part in sports, right? That quarterback position. Do you feel all of that every day, every week about developing and helping this guy get to where he needs to be? Oh, I think we just, we just feel uh, the fact that we've got to win games and uh, because he's at the quarterback spot, where he is and his development is, is critical and and how we can win the games, you know? So that, that, that's really what we focus on. You know, right now we're just focused on beating the Ravens and, you, you look at the last few games and you say, okay, this, this is where Justin is and uh, how can we use that to beat him? And that's, that's, that's it. I mean, that's, that's our job. How, how many times have we heard this two quarterbacks help raise all boats? Is that happening here? Because Cole Komet getting more active in the passing game, Allen Robinson last week, uh, we have all these weapons. Are they, do you feel that everything's starting to climb? I know they still haven't enough points being scored. You're not winning right this moment, but do you feel positive well I, I think I think you gotta be realistic right that we, we've got to get a, a winning streak started I think we we know that when the past production isn't coming that all those pass catchers that you're miss that you're mentioning they're not getting the ball you know and so I think as coaches we feel all the guys you mentioned you know they, they all want to help contribute to winning and and they can in the run game if they're blocking but they also want to be able to contribute as far as getting the ball and we, we want to get them the ball so i think the responsibility we feel is making sure everyone has a chance to help win the game and, and take advantage of those matchups so that, that's you know that, that's part of what, what we're going through right now is making sure we're, we're giving those guys opportunities with the football what is the offensive line allowing you to do right now and how do you think they've progressed over the course of the season and and a little shout out to, to Jason Peters coming in here, you know, thrown in there and at his age and experience level, really play well and have that conditioning that he did not have in the offseason. Well, to me in this league, I think it goes under under noticed how, how important the line is really. I mean, they, they don't get the, uh, the publicity, but when they're playing well, you can run for first downs and you can get the ball to your receivers because the quarterback has time and, and, um, Really, those, those to me the, the keys. You know, you look at the Baltimore Ravens and, and some of the the uh, blitz looks that they like to to bring. I mean, if, if if we come out of this game happy with our production, it will be because we've protected the quarterback. I mean, that to me really is is critical. Now, now part of that is being able to run it effectively. That helps keep them off balance a little bit. If they know you're throwing it every play, we know how how they're going to play. So I think the way the line plays and, and everyone else that helps in pass protection, it's going to be really big this week uh, because, of, because of the scheme that we're facing. There was a lot of discussion, obviously, with adding a bunch of burners to the roster, speed uh, at the receiver position, uh, out of the backfield, and with Justin now playing quarterback. Uh, have you benefited from it enough to your satisfaction, or has it tilted the field the way you maybe have maybe hoped it intended to? Well, I think overall, we, we would all say that um, when your past production is so poor that you're not getting the ball to those guys enough. And, and we feel like th there's way more production there. I, I think one of the things you, that you look at this past game was our yards per per catch and, and how that real, that number really jumped up for us. You know, the, the, the whole yards per attempt in the past game numbers, it, I think is a real telling number. Yep. It's something we've struggled with other than in, in two games this year. 
And so we'd like to, to build off of, uh, of those chunk plays that we're able to get to those speed guys you mentioned. You know, and, and for fans who don't get into all of that, they just like watching the game and they, you know, the yards per pass attempt absolutely relates to winning. And explain why. Well, whether, whether you're a team that chooses to throw it 45 times or, or 28 times in a game, you know, what it, what it does is it, it just measures when you do throw it. How, you know how how effective are you being and uh you know it takes i think a lot of other factors get taken into account the completion percentage and then where you're throwing it down the field and uh, we we know there have been times when our our targets have been a little bit limited as far as spread in the field and so we're, we're trying to do a great job of of being aggressive and spreading the whole field and i think uh, as we did that a little bit better in this last game it, it showed up in the production our, our pass catchers got if you combine all the all the math on the running backs uh, damian and herbert and montgomery and justin uh, you, you put together an 1100 plus yard back with uh, eight touchdowns and a really good average yards per carry good stuff on first down and we'd be talking about a guy if that was one back we'd be talking about him as an mvp candidate in the league right so you're getting great stuff out of the run game montgomery back that affects obviously touches for Herbert. Uh, do you feel you could use both in a manner based on matchups that that reflect uh, a way to take advantage of them? I think so. I, I think when, if, if you're if you're talking about individual statistics, the number one way for guys to get good individual statistics is to get the lead in the game. Time now to look ahead. Brought to you by Bet Rivers, the official sportsbook partner of the Bears. The Ravens head to Soldier Field on Sunday after being stunned by the Dolphins 22-10 last Thursday night. A streak of 51 regular season games with at least 14 points. The second longest streak in NFL history behind a 63-game run by New England from 2009 to 2013 came to an end. Back with Bill Lazor. Uh, that's a bunch of interesting math. Every week the league comes out with a bunch of interesting stuff that you probably sure. don't pay any attention to, right? Yeah, there isn't. When you spend all your time trying to, to make first downs and touchdowns, there isn't time to read all that stuff. But the, th- the thing you know going in is that they, that they have uh, some elite players on offense, that they've they've been very good at scoring points. Again, we're, we're focusing on what we have to do to their defense to to move the ball. But uh, we we know what we know what kind of uh, what kind of team they they have, what their record is, you know, what their average is, and, and it's our job to be ready for however the game goes. And your familiarity certainly uh, from a, from a Bengals perspective when you were there, uh, you know what that whole division is about and it is about toughness and physicality and pressure in the quarterback right yeah i mean this this defense tries what wants to be known for for blitz and uh they'll, they'll kind of live a little bit in the the feast or famine world and, and and they certainly will put the pressure on you to have to make the play they're going to make you prove that you can make the play against the blitz and pressure situations. That's that's since this coordinator took over. That's kind of how how he's operated. Uh, you can tell their guys uh, tend to take pride in it, enjoy it. Uh, they're not afraid to leave DBs on an island out there and say, "Okay, let's let's see if you can make the throw." Um, you know, when you look at them week to week, there's some weeks they play a lot of man, some other weeks they decide to play zone. So they're they're in their coaches' meetings right now, just like we are. They're, they're deciding how they're going to play us, but we know we know they'll be plenty of blitz calls on that on that call sheet on game day for him if, if he chooses to use them all right lastly are there things that lamar jackson does that justin you you would like justin to watch and see how he attacks oh i don't know you know i don't know about that um yeah i guess you'd have to ask justin how if he studied him or not i think i, I just think to, to me justin 
especially recently, has, has shown uh, the ability to be an NFL quarterback and, and his ability to play from the pocket, to use play action, to throw on time. You know, like we talked about this week, he, he really uh, was able to spread the ball across the whole field. And then uh, with with his ability to run, he also was, was able to uh, – you know, do some things from the backfield, from the shotgun, where, where he either pulled the ball or made decisions to give the ball in some of the read game that I thought, you know, was really good in, in putting pressure on the defense. So to, to me, all those things are going to keep developing for him, you know, and, and uh, week to week, it's going to be a little bit different challenge. These guys will, will they'll be challenging in, in his ability to defeat the blitz. I and mean, that'll be the number one thing, both in how we protect it and then how he handles it. So, It'll, it'll be interesting to see. All right, Bill, good luck with your preparation this week. We'll talk to you down the road. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. That's Bears Offensive Coordinator Bill Lazor. Okay, that's going to wrap up tonight's program. Thanks to our producers, Andy Gersher, Keith Johnson, Katie Tuber, Jordan Trenov, and Dan Barilli. Bears-Ravens, Sunday, 9 a.m., the pregame, noon, the kickoff from Soldier Field. That's going to do it for me. I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been the Bears Coaches Show on News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Good night, everybody.